Hello, hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening to each and every one of you, wherever you are listening in this world. Thank you so much for being here for another session of the Sunday Morning Inspiration Show with me, C. Maria, a.k.a. The Mediator, and she wrote right here at our ground zero. When I say that we're at ground zero, I don't mean that we're at rock bottom. I never, ever, ever mean that. When I say that we're at ground zero, we're standing on solid ground, a place where we can gain our footing, dig in deeply and prepare to propel ourselves to new heights. I want to welcome you wherever you are in the world. And as always, I want to give a shout out to all of the countries and provinces and places that were our highest listeners uh, last week, within the last couple of weeks. So a special shout out to the United States of America, Canada, Malaysia, Cambodia, France, Mexico, the United Kingdom, Germany. Hello, Spain. Welcome. Bosnia and Herzegovina, uh, Greece, Croatia, hello, 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 Ghana, Zimbabwe, South Africa, India, South Korea, the Philippines, Papua New Guinea. Uh, I believe that I read that you all had a really bad earthquake, so sending out special prayers to you and hello to New Zealand, but special prayers to everyone, but if you heard about the earthquake in Papua New Guinea. I believe I read that yesterday. Please send a special prayer for all of the people there. We are so much stronger when we come together and we support one another. So today is all about soul and life suckers. And, you know, so many things have happened this week. Uh, Last week, I took off because, of course, it was a holiday weekend for many, so I usually do not do programs on the holiday week. I want you to enjoy your family, your friends, and some you time if that's what you need so we don't have programs, usually during the holidays until the end of the year when we do our um, Christmas and New Year's programs because those are the times when so many people feel the loneliness. And I want you to have a safe place to come. Today is a little bit of an extended program because uh, so many things have happened this week. So while our music is still playing for a few more moments, I'm going to let you get comfortable. Then we'll get into our program. Relax. Just for a few moments. We have 37 minutes left. In this program, about eight seconds left in our intro, so get comfortable just for a little while. Take time for you. So here we are on this beautiful, beautiful, rainy Sunday. So many things have happened. I was just sharing a story. Um, I had gone up to get some groceries early this morning, and... um, One of the things that I was always concerned about is the fact that I could go to the store. I'm a power shopper, so I could get 
um, four bags of groceries for about $75. I know some of you are like, this is unheard of, but when you're a power shopper, you know what you have to do and you get it done. Today I had a bag and a half for about $73 and some change. So that, you know, is showing me that I need to continue to evolve and to adapt to the situations of this world right now. So when I came out of the store, it had started raining bullets and fire and brimstone and everything else. I had no umbrella. I said, okay, let me get over to the car. I get to the car, and I click on my little key fob, and nothing happens. When I say nothing happens, it was dead. The car was looking at me like, hey, I know who you are, but, hey, I can't let you in because, you know, you need that key fob to work. Fortunately, and some of you may need to take notes to this if you don't know, you have a key inside of your key fob, and most cars have a place for you to open your doors with a key, which is what I did. I got out my 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 door key, I opened the door, I put my groceries in, and I got into the car, and I proceeded to press the button because I have a, a push starter, and um, nothing happened. It was dead in the water. So I sat there for a few moments, and I said, Lord, I know I always say, God and his jokes, but I said, Lord, I really do need you to get me home. I'm not really feeling my best, and I really do need to get home, but I think you know that. So I put the key fob down on the seat, and I waited a few seconds, and I pressed the button, and the engine said, boom, and it started. And I said, hopefully it won't lose the signal and shut the car off while I'm on my way down the road. Be that as it may, I made it home, got into the space. Then the security lights started to blink, and the um, car was still on. When I turned it off, again, I pressed the button, and I could not turn it back on. Fortunately, I have a backup, and I believe I have a battery for the fob as well. If not, I will get one, but I have a perfectly good backup. So again... Just a small testimony about how if you're living in this world and you think that man is it, you you know what, that's on you. But there has to be something. My opinion is that there has to be something so much higher than all of us. When I look back at my life, I should have been dead a million times over. But for whatever reason, good and bad, my life's journey has brought me to be here with you right now. So today we're going to talk about soul and life suckers. So have you ever heard the saying, meet people where they are? So many people, a lot of these feel-good, foo-foo, fluff-fluff gurus, they're out here now talking about meet people where they are, and you help them, and you do this. Let me say this. There's more to that. And if you ever listen to the rest of it, it will tell you to leave some of them right where they are. Because some people aren't ready for your help. Some people don't want your help. You can't force anything on anyone. Some people are content wallowing in their own dire situations. After so many years, it becomes toxic and draining to keep trying to save those who are satisfied in their sorrows. And it's time to talk about this. But again, let me go back and see that last little part toxic and draining to keep trying to save those who are satisfied in their sorrows. And I'm going to put a different spin on this today. 
Because if you all know anything about this program, I always say that I'm not a minister, I'm not a preacher, I'm not a pastor. Don't want to be. I've done one sermon in my entire life. One sermon. And that let me know that this is where I need to be. I don't need to be in the pulpit. It was great. It was wonderful. But that's not my calling. So this week's inspirational quotes comes from Exodus 14.14 and Proverbs 13.20. Exodus says this, the Lord will fight for you and you have only to be silent. Proverbs 13.20, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. And as you all know, I take verses from the Bible and I put real world spins on them. And so much has happened this week. This network is healing through hurt. It came out of um, me marrying the wrong person and being in an abusive relationship and my life in general, growing up in a home with a narcissistic, sociopathic mother and brother, by the way, and um, watching the cycle continue. I came into this world broken and a little tiny piece, a little tiny speck in this world. I was born into hell, a bad situation. At some point I got older and I knew what I had to do. And just a few years ago, I knew that I had to walk away from my mother, my brother, and anybody who bought into her manipulations and lies where I was concerned. And I'm living my best life now. I really am. Yes, I have some pitfalls and pit stops and roadblocks to deal with, but I'm a lot further than I was. Let me tell you about soul and life suckers. These are the people that will take everything from you any way they can. If you're talking about narcissists, they like to try to pull other people into their realm to do their dirty bidding. And that's what happened with me. So many people who were family by DNA tried to fix me, tried to tell me what I was doing based on what she told them without having any proof whatsoever. And a few years ago, I got tired. One of my cousins, the first cousin, called me and said, you know, you're doing great things, but you don't talk to your mother and you don't do this. Had no clue about what she was talking about other than what dear old mom told her. And she started quoting the Bible, and I quoted the Bible and got a few more uh, passages that were better than what she was saying. Bible has a lot of information in it about parents that forsake their children. It has a lot of things in it about staying in your lanes because there's less traffic. But it comes to the point where you know, I've been invited to family functions, cookouts and things, and then, you know, I've had family members pull me aside and tell me how awful I am and all the things I'm doing to my mother without knowing a thing about the hell that I had to endure. And a lot of those family members, some of them are no longer with us. They're gone. I don't know to where on the other side of the veil, but they're no longer here in the land of the living. I know that I'm here, and I know that I'm highly favored and blessed. And if I take my last breath here by myself, I'm prepared for that. I'm sure dear old mom will put a spin on that. But let me tell you how bad it is. You know, 
I, you've seen my journey. I've shared my journey, very transparent on the program. I went to school. I studied hard. I graduated from law school with honors, things like that. Dear old mom was busy telling people that you see my older brother, older than me by two years, two months, and two days exactly. You know, he went to college, so I had to go to college and outdo him. And he bought a house, so I had to buy a house, and I had to outdo him and get mine built from the ground because I did this. I mean, I guess I was supposed to sit, be silent, and do nothing with my life but be invisible. Let dear old mom tell it. But things that I never even thought about, why would I be in competition? But I can say that she's been in competition with me her entire life. Angry because she never married. Jealous because I've been married multiple times and I divorced them because when I found out that they were soul and life suckers, they had to go too. So sometimes you have to know when to take your burdens to the Lord and leave them there. And for years, I tried to extend that olive branch to that meat eater and her minions, and it didn't work. It got to the point where I had to walk away. And when I confronted her about it before I stopped talking to her, she said, I don't know why you say that. I ain't never talked to them about you. I ain't never talked to nobody. So you're telling me all of these people just woke up one morning and decided to attack me on your behalf. So you see, the lies are plentiful. But I can never, ever convince them that maybe they've been lied to, used, and manipulated, because to them, she's the salt of the earth, when in essence, she's just salt in my wounds that are starting to heal, because the minute that I let all of them go, my life changed. And a few years ago, I was, I had a life-threatening illness, and I tell about my uh, near-death experience or my out-of-body experience and all of that, whatever you want to call it. And when God sent me back and told me that it wasn't my time and all of that, she had her minions come to my hospital. They got into a circle, I guess, to exercise me and tell me about how I thought that I was better than she was because I'm educated and I'm successful and this and that. And she was so happy about it. And she boasted about it to other people knowing that she brought these people here who attacked me when I was down and out. And she took delight in that. So let me come up to current times and how this all ties in together with life and soul suckers. My mother's definitely a life and soul sucker. She tried to destroy me, but God pulled me away from that because when I found out that she was taking delight and sharing it with other people, that she thought that it was upsetting me that her minions had come there to try to fix me when I was down and out and couldn't defend myself, I knew then that it was time. And when my dear old cousin called and told me all about things, and I happened to have quoted some things to her that I knew was going on in my mother's life. And I said, how do you know this? And this particular cousin happens to work in healthcare. So when other people come in with these types of situations, you try to help them. You put on that facade and you try to help them. But because it's me, I have to be the problem. Of course, you don't know what you're talking about, but it's okay because it's me. And if, you know, your dear old aunt said it, It must be the truth. So just last week, my favorite uncle in the whole wide world, I didn't know about my second uncle who's no longer with us until much later in life, but the uncle that I grew up with, he and his wife, my aunt, they celebrated their 50th 
wedding anniversary on the second of this month. And by the fourth, he had taken his last breath and he was gone. And a few years ago, I believe it was during the 45th anniversary, he had contacted me and he said that dear old mom wanted to know if, if I wanted to buy, if she, I wanted her to buy my ticket to their celebration that they had. And I said, no. I said, why would she ask you that? And he said, well, she told me that your phone numbers have changed. I'm like, no, my phone numbers are still the same. Everyone else, I said, I talked to her just last week and text on my phone numbers. Everybody has my phone numbers. So he said, you know, this is me not wanting to get involved. And at my other aunt's, my father's sister's um, going home celebration prior, he had said that he wanted us to sit down and he wanted to really know what happened between my mother and me. And fast forward again to that conversation. By the time I'm done, I said, you know, we were still talking. I said, well, that's what she does. And I said, you know, if you didn't want to get involved, you shouldn't have gotten involved. Because the minute that you contact me, you volunteered yourself to be a part of the problem. And he said, you know what, I take it all back. I don't want to know what happened between you two. If you want to tell me, that's fine. And I'll sit down and listen, but I really don't want to know. I said, well, then there's no sense in me telling you. You can't have it both ways. That was our last real verbal conversation. And that was five years prior to this year. That's how I remember our last conversation. But I know that he was just a victim of the soul and life sucker that is my mother. She has manipulated so many people and caused so many problems and so many people wanted to try to do the right thing. So many people shared what she shared to them. But I ask them all the time, why don't you pull her up and call her out on her mess? One family member, indirect family member at that, still a family member of mine, started to question her. Just one. The rest would tell me what she said, but they would not step to her. And, you know, the sad part is it's almost like a cult-like environment. So I stand clear of these people because I don't know how far they would go on her behalf. So many of us, we live in this world where on the news we just saw where family um, of the children and the father and the mother, there was um, obviously, I'm going to say, maybe perhaps a murder-suicide. And the first thing people say is, oh, this is a great place. This can't happen. This would never happen here. Oh, I'm so surprised. Or so many people, when I divorced my now ex-husband, um, of course, he's my ex-husband. I divorced him, but you get what I'm saying. Um, I had a, a neighbor say, oh, he seemed nice. Couldn't you all have gone to therapy or couldn't you all have done this and that? I said, do you want to? Because um, what makes you think that we didn't try that? What makes you think anything? But the person that I married was not a real person. It was the facade. It was the front that he was putting on at the time. And um, I don't stay married to people that don't exist. Uh, that's a show for another day. Maybe we'll get into relationship recoveries again because that seems to be a really, really, really hot topic most of the time. 
and some of you need to hear what I'll have to say about that. So maybe in our next series, we'll start with Relationship Recovery for Sunday Morning Inspiration Show, because I want some of you who've gone to all the wrong people to get information to know that just because your pastor said you should go home, you might go home and get killed because you're listening to pasta. Pastor can bring you up a million and two quotes from the Bible. And if you did your own research, you can find a million and two. Do you know that there are quotes in the Bible that tell you when, you know, you can leave that marriage and not be penalized for it? Pastor might not tell you that, but it's there. We'll get into that. Maybe our new series that we'll start this month will be Relationship Recovery. And we're going to be on that probably through the end of the year. Um, because relationship recovery covers so many different facets of our lives. But when you're in a situation where there's so many people that are taking everything from you, you cannot pour from an empty cup, is my point. I love my uncle to death, but there's no way to erase the last conversation. And one family member knows that I cried for weeks after that because he and my aunt were the best. They never judged me like the rest of the family. And they were always there to be open-minded to things. When my grandmother died, they wanted me to speak and do something. My mother had a shit fit. Again, I'm not a pastor. I don't claim to be sorry for the bad words, but she showed her behind. She did not want me to have any parts of anything. And then she had the nerve to bring up when Another aunt died many, many, many years ago, over 25 years ago. Um, they were trying to get together the money because she didn't have a, an insurance policy enough to pay for a funeral. I had a friend who had a friend who was who owned a funeral home, gave her a beautiful funeral. My mother sat on the front row and gave me orders the whole time. She was hot that she did not have the spotlight, that she was not front and center. She act like – and then – um, and I showed it to my friend. She sent me this long, multiple-page letter about the family looks to her for everything and how dare I overstep my boundaries when she dies and I can become the leader. Until then, I need to stay in my place and blah, blah, blah. It went on, and I, I can't make this stuff up. There are people out there who saw it, who know. There are people out there who've seen the text messages because I stopped talking to her verbally. Because I could talk to her verbally, and then the minute we hang up the phone, she's calling a family member saying, she mistreated me. She did this to me. Oh, I'll talk to her, and I'll get it, and I'll thank you. And then she sits back with a devilish grin. I got tired of people sucking my happiness, my health, my healing out of me. So I had to move on and let them all go. This is one of those shows that somebody needs to hear. Is it going to hurt? To a degree, yes. But don't let it get to the point where I am or where I was before you let it go. And if you all follow this program, you know tomorrow is my birthday. I'm closer to my end game than I was a few years ago. <laughs> Life is too short to allow for who you love to continue to suck the very essence of your life out of you. 
Never set yourself on fire to keep others warm. Never step to their level where they're judging you, being the judge, the juries, and the executioners, when you can simply walk away. My entire family, for the most part, I'm connected to through marriage, not and divorce, by the way, but not DNA. Because you see, I did, I have a TikTok, and on there I did a piece that talked about DNA. It doesn't stand for um, dioxyribonucleic acid, acid or whatever it is. It stands for do not assimilate. DNA, do not assimilate. Don't let people all of your essence from you to the point where you're so weak, you try to assimilate, to appease them. These people will suck the very essence out of you until there is nothing left. And then after you're in that box and they're about to put you in the ground, they'll still be talking dirt about you. Because you were their target and they need something to do. I can only imagine what dear old mom is doing for a while there suddenly the pastor of the church that they made her the mother of the church. He was talking to me in text, and I told him, sir, you don't know anything about my life. Your life, when you found your father and you did this, is not the same life that I led. And I had to tell pastor, and pastor still made the decision to make that woman the mother of the church. She has manipulated her way into a position of power in a church. But I do these programs, and I have plenty of faith, and I'll tell anybody, God has brought me a mighty long way. But what I won't do, and this is just me, I can't sit up in a building full of fake and phony people. I love the fact, let me tell you something about COVID. When they shut everything down and a lot of churches went to online, one church doesn't even have a building anymore. COVID stopped all of that. Another church is many, many, many miles away. And for those of you who follow me, you know that I work many, many miles. So on Sunday, I love the fact that I can log in, I can pay my tithes, I can do everything and not have to leave my home. And they said, you're supposed to fellowship with people. I am fellowshipping in my own way. This is my fellowship that I do. And I still promote and support and give to the religious institutions that I can give to. I still support those who don't have a way to give, but I promote their services, whether they're on the phone, whether they're on the computer. I promote and I have a large following throughout the world. So they never know who may be listening. You cannot pour from an empty cup. And so many of us, we have been hurt to the point where we're either going to give up or we're going to assimilate. We're going to become that person that someone else wants us to be. Do not assimilate. And sometimes family are the people that you don't have a stitch of DNA ties to. 
Family are the people that support you, the people that don't judge you, the people that inspire you and motivate you to do better. That's who family is. Family. I got quiet for a moment. During our program, sometimes I'll get quiet to give you a chance to digest what has been discussed up to that moment. Try to figure out where you can apply it in your lives. And if you know someone who can benefit from our programs, please share. Share away, please, because somebody out there needs to hear these words. Let's take some time. To be silent for a few moments. I feel as though maybe I've hit home for somebody listening today. And I know the hurt that you're experiencing right now. I want you to know that I can relate. I feel your pain. I've been there. I've done that. My job is to pay the road to let that you're not walking your journey alone. To learn and blue skies waiting for you on the other side. If you sit back and you stop and you really think about what some people or things or events or whatever is happening in your lives, if they're not making you feel inspired, motivated, enthused, happy, and if they're not filling you with some sense of hope and helping to restore your faith, you may be dealing with soul and life suckers. You may be in soul-stealing and life-sucking situations. It's like to be on your own. You need to prepare. There are people out there that will help you, that will guide you, that will get you ready to know how to be on your own. Some of you, you made the choice to be sugar babies and deal with sugar mamas, sugar daddies, sugar whatever. Too much sugar can be bad for you. The right type of sugars can be really good for you. I love my grandbabies to death. If I could keep them safe and hug them and hold them and give them little kisses on the tops of their head, till the day I leave this earth, that's what I would do. That's the type of sugar I wouldn't mind giving out. I love my little blended family to death. Would do almost anything for them. 
Yes, they have to do some learning on their own. That's what life is about. But if I can help, I would help. I'm sitting here watching the rain. Some of you get upset. You're so lost and you're so empty that even the day it's raining out, a big chunks of rain, big old drops of rain. That'll bother you. Everything will make you angrier because you have been drained to the point where you can't see the positive in anything. Everything that I shared on this program today, let me tell you something. I have learned how to take those negative situations and make them positive. I was speaking to my daughter-in-law today. I was telling her about my incident when I was had gone out this morning to get groceries and how the key fob stopped working and all of the things. And she said that um, that must have been, you know, stressful trying to get home. And I wrote back and I said, you know what? I was at such peace because I stayed on the side close that if the car decided to stop, hopefully I'd be able to coast to the side of the road, turn on my hazards, and wait for AAA to come and get me, do whatever, bring me a battery, do whatever they had to do. I know now that I need to take both sets of keys like I used to do today. I just happened to have left my extra set home. Wouldn't have had that problem if I had my extra set of keys. But the good part is, and see, and this is how things work. Number one, I'm on vacation this week, so I can take care of getting a new battery for the other key fob, making sure that that's not the only issue. I plan on taking my car in to get it serviced because it hasn't been serviced in a while. It only has 51,000 miles on it, 51,200 and some odd miles on it, and it's a 2017. So, again, even when COVID hit, You know, we didn't do a lot of driving. We didn't do a lot of this. I kept up with maintenance, of course, but, you know, it's a car that's, what, 5, 17, 89, 20, yeah, five years old with 51,000 miles on it. So it it should have a lot of life left in it. I'm going to get that done. I'm going to go and visit my doctor, get my checkups done, make sure that I'm okay. And then... I'm going to keep it moving to the next leg of my journey. I learned through all of my life's experiences that this is my life, and I can't help others like those of you within the sound of my voice if my cup is empty. So I had to break off all of the leeches, all of the soul and life suckers from my realm, from my space, because I want you to hear my voice and know that. There is light at the end of the tunnel. And let me tell you this. When I really let go and gave it all to God, like he told me to do for so many years, I sat down. I put a plan in place. I paid off all of my bills. My house is almost paid for. The car is paid for. I have nothing left but student loans (laughs) and regular utilities, monthly utilities. That's what happens when you let go of everything that's draining you, 
when you let go of all that dead weight that's pulling you down, that's sucking the very essence of your lives away from you. So many of us, I'm a dying debt. If that's you, do you? I prefer to know that if my roof needs to be fixed, I can, you know, pull out the card or write a check or do whatever, and it's paid for. I don't have to worry about that. I know that if something were to happen to the car, I can pay for it. I know that if some nutcase gets into the government again and decides to shut things down and do things that way, I know that I have a cushion where I can still survive. And it's better now because I don't have the bills that I had before. We're going to talk about in relationship recovery, we're going to talk about narcissists and and how to break free from them and how to really prepare yourselves for the hardest thing you may have to do. Walk away from people that you have known your entire lives and you still love that just don't seem to love you. We have about three minutes and 30 seconds left in our program. We're about to go into our meditative uh, session between meditative and meditation. So I had a little bit of a tongue twist there, but forgive me for that. But I want you all to take these few moments, these three minutes for yourself. You deserve that. You are important enough to take this time for yourself. So get in a lying or seated position. We're about to go into our breathing exercises until the end of our program. If you'd like to get in contact with us, our number is 202-618-2556. You can reach us through our website at thewallfoundationinc.org. That sponsors all of our programs here on the Healing Through Hurt iTalk Radio Network. We do have contact forms there. You can set up a time to have a coaching session. Um, We do have our fundraiser there and our Focus for You Boutique. We offer all types of handmade um, beauty products, um, soaps, lotions, things of that nature. Um, I love to do health and beauty. I'm back into jewelry making. I'm into stonework, all types of things. We have different packages there, something for everyone. I work with everyone because I want you to know how important you are. And these are one-of-a-kind sets, so there won't be anyone else with it in the entire universe. So check that out at thewallfoundationinc.org. 202-618-2556. And the Wall Foundation is an IRS-approved and recognized 501c3 nonprofit. So all of your... Um, donations are tax deductible to the fullest extent of current laws. We have about a little less than 90 seconds, so let's go. Eyes closed. Lying or seated positions. I don't want anyone to fall with your eyes closed. You lose your balance, so. Let's start to breathe. Let's inhale. Now exhale slowly. Inhale. Now exhale. Inhale. Now exhale. Continue to breathe. 
as I leave you with these words, I pray each and every one of you enough. I pray you enough sunshine to brighten your rainy days. I also pray you enough rain to make your gardens go grow beautifully. I pray you enough smiles to turn the frowns that you have been carrying around upside down. But most of all, I pray you enough strength and courage to face whatever may be knocking at your door coming your way from this very moment and beyond. Until next time when we start our new series, Relationship Recovery, I'll see you.